I am happy to announce that the winner is All About Eve. Parasite. Kramer versus Kramer. Chicago! West Side Show. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Run over the cuckoo. Shakespeare in Love. May I have the envelope, please? Welcome back to another episode of The Envelope, Please, a podcast where we are... The podcast. The podcast where we are watching... The podcast on the West Coast. (laughs) Every Best Picture winner in chronological order. We are your hosts. I am Sam. I am Rance. But we are not talking about a particular Oscar winner this, this episode. We're talking about 76 of them. We, uh, we've oh reached the 75th goodness. anniversary milestone with our last episode, 2002, Chicago. Uh, so we thought we would do what we really do best, and that is ranking the first 76 movies to win Best Picture. Uh, this was really fun to go back and re-rank these. We did this for the 50th. Um, I didn't even look at my list for the 50th. Did you address that at all? I don't even know. Um, well, I've had a I've had a rolling list, and um, and so I've been keeping up with it. I've made some minor changes uh, since the last time we did this, um, and there is also a chance that I may make a change in real time because I may look at something oh, and decide boy. I. You know, um, do we allow? I will do it. Y'all won't. Y'all won't hear it because I'll do it. Like (laughs) you'll be. You'll be talking about something, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I do need to rank that higher or lower." (laughs) You know, Um, but uh, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm ready. I feel pretty confident about mine too, and I think you're going to be a little. I don't know. I think you might be a little surprised at how I have sort of changed i think mine has changed a little bit some of these movies uh, just my opinion of them has changed as they've sat with me for a little bit longer can <laughs> i, I ask a couple you you're what very angry yeah oh can i can can i ask you is it seeing more movies that has changed your opinion or is it getting distance from them like you feel really strongly when you watch it but then later yeah, I think it's just that we've been seeing more movies. So the ones that I really thought were super high caliber have kind of fallen down to the middle of the pack a little bit. And then also some, too, as we've rewatched these movies, uh, you know, the first time I watched some of these, I was in high school and just the world has changed since I've seen some of these and just the, the world opinion about certain social commentary in these films has also changed and mm-hmm. some have not aged very well. And that has changed Even my from, on a lot of them. I mean, this is something we talked a lot about in the 90s. I think that we're, we're pretty 50-50 on the 90s Best Picture winners. There's five <laughs> yeah. that we think really held up great, and there's five we don't, you know? <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and then some of these two, my middle-of-the-road ones, are just kind of ones that I'm just very, meh, about, you know? Just kind of, meh. There's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> these that no I'm... no impact on me, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of these that I'm meh about. Um, but, you know, doesn't matter, because we're going to rank them anyway. Um, and let's we're going to have a, we're going to have a grand old time. So let's start, we're going to do uh, our rankings of 76 down to 70, the bottom of the barrel uh, what's your worst Best Picture winner of the first 75 years of the Oscars, Rance? 
You know, one thing that hasn't changed <laughs> is my dislike of the Broadway melody. <laughs> oh, um, too true, too true. I, again, I I am a student of film. I understand the con- the context behind this particular win, but it is still um, perplexing in that you and I, are, who are people who have seen movies that are older than the Broadway melody, know that the Broadway melody is far from the best example of a film from 1929. Um, and it's, it's literally, I, I think that this is a very good example of before, this is uh, the year before, I think, actual voting happened. Um, and this was more like a board decided the winners at this point in time. And I think that's very, the, the studio MGM pressure behind that win is super evident. Um, and it is no coincidence that next year we get one of the, uh, best, best picture winners in my opinion. And that's all quiet on the Western front. So. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I put the Broadway Melody at last place, and then right before we got on this call, I swapped it out, so it's now my second to least favorite. I moved around the world in 80 days to the final spot. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay, now, I um, there are movies I hate more than that one, even though I don't love that movie. Oh, boy. I don't know. Um, at least the Broadway Melody has, I don't know, some interesting parts to the story I can cling on to. Mm-hmm. There is nothing going for around the world in 80 days. It's just garbage. This movie's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, um... And it's 12 hours long. I, I think it's just under nine. But, um... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get to my thoughts about that one. All right, what's later. your second... Your number 75? Um, my number 75 is The Greatest Show on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which again, outside of our man, um, whose name I suddenly completely forgot. Oh no, what is his name? Oh my gosh, he's so cute. What's his name? His little, his little tight pants. I know. He's doing all the acrobatics. I'm gonna kick myself. I, I um... hold on. I'm gonna find it. I, I'm looking to who sees who gets there first. Uh, a Cornell Wild, yes. There it is. Uh, all yeah, about Cornell Wild. If the whole movie was just him in those tights, this would be number one. But it's number <laughs> seventy-five. <laughs> well, my seventy-five was Broadway Melody, so my seventy-four is Cimarron, another one that has not aged well. Um, I think when I we discussed this movie, what feels like... Oh, is it yours, too? It's my 74, yeah. Hey! Hey! We one. We one. One. Yeah, I don't it's... know. This one is, duh, has not aged well at all. Um, Irene Dunn is good. <laughs> That's about all I have for it. <laughs> yeah, I think that is even more just me liking her than it is anything else, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I, uh... I'm just not, no, I don't, um, it's just, it, it, it's, it's racist, it, it's, like, four or five movies, it's trying to be, like, 16 different things, and it's not 
really outside of the the stunt work and that opening it's not the opening but near opening near it, scene yeah. there's nothing really technically interesting i it's not again boring. i know that there are better movies from 1931 i have seen yes. better movies and the thing yes. that i hate is when you get a best picture winner like greatest show on earth broadway melody cimarron that are such bad examples of what a good movie is from that period because i'm afraid people will go back and watch this one because it's a best picture and they'll mm-hmm. think that's the best that year had to offer and that's not the case you know. It is not. Well, you brought up Greatest Show on Earth again. That is my number 73. That's my next one on the list. Uh, the only reason I placed it above some of the other ones is because the cameos are kind of fun. When you're, At least it gives you something to like watch for. Like, oh, who am I going to see in the next scene? You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, it's it's not a movie. It's it's like a, it's like a, a kind of a documentary, but not even a documentary. I don't know what to call it. It's, ugh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 the Technicolor is good. I and the Bing Crosby Bob Hope cameo, solid. Yeah, solid. It's all I got. Literally, all I got. Um, I mean you got Jimmy Stewart and he's in clown makeup the whole time. I, I can't. Um, <laughs> my seventy three is Braveheart. Ooh, she went way down there. I really I, don't I like it. the mess. It's just so much testosterone, and it's a lot of a lot of cojones. It's I can't. It's not me. <laughs> this was not. This movie was really, really not made for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was not made for me either. No, I fully get it. Uh, okay, my next one, seventy-two, is the Great Ziegfeld. This one for me also hasn't aged very well. It's very, very long. Uh, a couple of good performances in it, but still, it does not warrant the runtime, and I would never watch this movie again. Absolutely not. <laughs> I completely understand that. Um, <laughs> my 72 is... Uh, okay. Is uh, Chariots of Fire. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, we're, we're very close on that one. Okay. Why do you hate it? it? <laughs> I just think it's boring. It's really... I just find it very boring. And outside of the music, there's like nothing for me about this movie. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, not very... Again, not very many female characters. And it just not... It it was not made for me. Wasn't made for me. Find it boring. Sorry if you love it. Not my thing. You know, this is not my thing. My number what? 71 movie, which is Going My Way. <laughs> Girl, we know how much you hate. You'd never go that way. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Every time Every time I think about this movie, I just, I can't take it seriously. There's, uh, even like the songs make me want to go to sleep. Like these were huge hits in 1944 when this movie came out. This movie won two acting Oscars. And I don't understand either of them. I This must have been a product of the times, you know what I mean? This was it's very much definitely, a World War II. Yeah, people yeah, just wanted like, to feel better. Feel um, good about life. I, I don't get it. I, I don't want to get it. it. And you I know? Won't. I'm not going <laughs> that way. I will say there's a sequel called The Bell- Bells at St. Mary's, which I prefer, um, mm. because it has Ingrid Bergman. 
as a nun. Bingo. And <laughs> I'm all about. I I'd watch her, you know. I'd watch her do anything. Um, so then we have my seventy one. Yes. Which is the life of Emile Zola. Hmm, okay. Um, I don't I don't think I hate it. I just think it's boring. No, it is. It's it's one of those where like the first I feel like the first seventy five percent very dull, but the final twenty five percent kind of picks up a little bit. Yes. Um I and I think his performance is I, I will commend his performance in that movie. Yeah. Um, Paul Muni was an extremely good actor. Yeah. Um, and and really one of the first, like, real character actors, you know. And I do respect yes. that. Yeah. Um, what is your number 70? My 70 is Chariots of Fire. <laughs> oh, okay. So. And I, I rank it above these other ones because, yeah, as you said, the music is, is really, really fun. And the production design is really fun, too. This does yeah. it, it looks expensive. I'm sure it was. <laughs> so I it looks pretty. I'm sure it was. Uh, but there's uh, no substance. What's your 70? Not, um, my 70 is Around the World in 80 Days. There it is. There, there it the is. reason it took a little longer for me to get to it um, was because at least... Um, there's a lot of really fun location footage that I enjoy looking at. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't watch it again, but that's, <laughs> you know, my cat obviously hated it too. You heard him in the background. Um, <laughs> Had to speak up on that one. <laughs> he was like, you made me watch this, Dad. I was not into it. <laughs> we could have put cat TV on. Um, there is a cat. Anybody with a cat, there's a thing called cat TV. It's real. True that. Yes. Let's get into our rankings of numbers 69 down to 60. So my 69, you've already mentioned it, was Braveheart. Again, <laughs> not a movie for me. Too yeah. violent, too mm. masculine, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. not not a fan of it. Not a fan. Uh, what's your 69? Probably one that you're going to have a lot higher, because for whatever oh, reason. No. Oh, I think I know what it is. <laughs> You were super into it, but I still don't like Shishi. I <laughs> Sam came away from that one. Go back to the fifty-eight episode. Sam came away from that one. Like, man, I love this perviness, and I was like, <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it? Okay, yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. It's, uh, it's... go ahead. I'm listening. I don't know. There was something about the colors of it. There was something about the production design. And I actually found, yes, some of the musical numbers creepy. I'll give you that. There are some but good some songs. some of them are really fun. There's and some I good was songs. into it. You know what I will say, too? I can really see Gigi on the stage. And I think I would really enjoy it as a stage show as well. I well, think it, it started one of those... as a stage show. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. I would love to see it on the With stage. Audrey I think Hepburn. I would really like to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I think. Uh, I think it works really well as a musical, personally. I mean, but I it is a again, little a little rapey. <laughs> it's the 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 perviness of uh, it's a little it's not my thing. Um, but you know, whatever. Sixty eight though, you already talked about. Mm. It's called going my way, um, <laughs> and I don't have much to to add to what you said, other than the fact that I won't be going that way again. Much like the time <laughs> I kissed a woman. This is... 
it's not a one time only thing that's a lie i never kissed a woman um. <laughs> <laughs> okay my 68 since we're on the subject of leslie Caron, and american in paris is my number 68 and yep. i know you're I'm so angry is... at me for that <laughs> I, I don't i mean like that. i don't care enough about it to be that angry about it <laughs> Uh, I understand God. it's not your it's not your thing. I it's it's too lightweight and I mean it's short and it's lightweight and I'm like whatever. But I understand. And I also hold a huge grudge with the fact that the movies that it beat for best picture. Oh, yeah. I mean there are this two movie beat that are... a place in the sun and streetcar named Desire. I just cannot forgive it for that, and I will not forgive it. <laughs> those would be like in your top ten if those existed. Yes, they would. If they yeah. would. I know but you sadly, love Place I cannot the rank them. <laughs> one best director. Place in the Sun, one best director, too. Correct. But, correct. Um, what is your 67? My 67 68. is Cavalcade. 68. Oh. 68. To be skipped oh, that was American in Paris was my 68. So. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I haven't... I said my 68. Okay, 67. Yeah. Yeah, my 67 is Cavalcade. So I will say, we're starting to get to the movies now where I'm kind of like, I would rewatch this. I would rewatch this. I would rewatch Cavalcade. This one surprised me. Um, I think as far as like some of the really early 30s best picture winners, this one I hadn't seen. And upon watching it, I was really shocked. I kind of enjoyed the upstairs, downstairs, a different class division um, and seeing how that uh, changed and ebbed and flowed over the course of a couple of decades with these characters. I found that to be very interesting and I think it's acted very, very well. So, yeah, I think it's a little stagey now, but I think a lot of it holds up. I I think it's... it It's definitely better than a lot than Broadway Melody or Cimarron. Um... And, um, again, it's probably not by any means the best movie of 1933 or the best example of a movie from 1933. It won for, you know, whatever reason and then was very quickly forgotten, I think, because there aren't any really big stars in it. Um, Correct. I think the movies that tend to stick around are the ones that have that star power. But, that said, I I do not hate it. Um, I can't talk about it yet because my 67 is Hamlet. Um Lovely. Uh, wow, I put Hamlet so much higher than you. <laughs> Damn. Well, I think you like Shakespeare more. I'm I not do like huge. Shakespeare. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, it's not my jam. I respect. I respect Shakespeare. I love the great lyrical language. Um, but uh, you know, it's just not the something I'm gonna watch again. Probably. Yeah. Um, as much as I respect yeah. it, and I completely understand it's probably the best version, one of the best versions that you can get of that material. All the respect to him for making it shorter and more accessible, and his visual work is absolutely, and his performance both are absolutely stunning in that movie. Hats off to Laurence Olivier. All the respect in the world. Hamlet's not my thing. 66 is <laughs> Cavalcade. Um, Wonderful. My 66 is... is better than its re- reputation. That's all I have to say. Okay. My 66 is You Can't Take It With You. Oh, that's... I think another one that gets kind of forgotten, mainly because Frank Capra has so many other better movies. But You Can't Take It With You is a fine comedy. It just very much feels like a play that's being filmed. And that's really my only qualm with it. Um, okay. My um, 65 is The Great mm-hmm. Ziegfeld. Ziegfeld. Oh, there it is. Ziegfeld. 
Um, it's a little bit higher because I was thinking about this, and I think I actually would rewatch The Great Zigfield because I, I like, I like William Powell and Myrna Loy both so much. Yeah, but they're only was... in it for like thirty minutes together. Well, I know, but I like him on his own <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, that I would, I would, I could have it on, watch the parts they're in kind of tune out during the overblown musical numbers oh, so you wouldn't rewatch the whole thing you would just you would dip in and watch bits and pieces i it's a saying. movie i could dip in and out of and not be like super upset about it sure. um okay. so i'm not gonna rank it so low um you sure. know because it has a little bit of that mgm gloss to it and you know um, very true and i mean i i i do like watching that telephone scene that won her the Oscar. It is very funny, but also category fraud, robbery. Oh, it's one hundred percent category fraud. But I also I watch it sometimes <laughs> and think like, okay, did she deserve this? Because <laughs> I because I'm very aware of the fact that she beat like Carol Lombard in my man Godfrey, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. she sure did, and. Any, I think you've seen my man Godfrey, yes. um, and it's probably one of the best screwball comedies. And William Powell was nominated for that, and not for, uh-huh. and for good reason. The, uh, <laughs> and like, man, that would have been. I, I, comedy is never win, but that is one of the all-time great comedic, probably. I think, no offense to bringing up Baby and Katherine Hepburn, but I think the best screwball performance. So I do hold that against Louise Reiner. Um, Fair. Okay, uh, my 65 is Dances with Wolves. Here come the 90s. <laughs> here come here We're come the mixing 90s. in... <laughs> Isn't that funny? We're getting um, to that point where where some of the '90s stuff and some of the eight and some of the '80s stuff is going to be working yes. in, and we're going to be like, "Sorry, yes." Um, it's for the reasons we talked about. A lot of white saviorism going on here. Bits and pieces of Dancing with Wolves work. Um, it's really pretty, but again, I would not watch this again. I just have no reason to. Yeah, I I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't either. Um, but I, I can't, I can't. Hold on, hold that thought. My sixty-four is also Dances with Wolves. Um, oh, bingo! I, I completely agree with you. And the whitewashing really bothers me and takes a lot of the what enjoyment I would have out of it. And um, yeah, just not no. <laughs> Fair enough. My 64 here, see, I, you'll be a little happy with me, is GG. This one has fallen down for me a little bit. <laughs> From the last time we ranked these, I think GG was pretty high up there. This one is now, it's toward the bottom here for me. Uh, for the reasons you discussed, I yeah, still Yeah, you were like, it's... you threw GG, you were like, number 15, and I was like, Sam. I, really did. I, really did. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad, I, really I think did. it was that bad, but I was a little... No, I've I've dropped it down just a tad, um, for all the reasons you you mentioned. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it. What's your number sixty three? The English patient. Um, the English patient. Okay. I okay. I'm ranking it. 
not as low as Dancing with Wolves, which is another 90s movie. But I I, I do think it's I, – I, it suffers for me because it feels like half of a good movie. Because there's yes. half of the movie that I feel absolutely no connection to. And there's <laughs> half of the movie – there's another half of the movie where I feel like, okay, I'm really – I I'm, I could jive with this, you know, um, but unfortunately, we spend a lot of time with the half that I don't jive with. I don't jive with, and also it's three hours long. I don't yes, really want to un- overstate here, but you guys should notice the correlation between runtime and my enjoyment of a movie, because Correct. unless unless someone is uh, unless you're trying to uh you know raise the raise the tax money to get your plantation back or you're uh trying to make someone offer that they can't refuse you have no reason <laughs> to be that long and there are very of, few circumstances where i allow well it. speaking of long run times my number 63 is gandhi another Overly long, melodramatic biopic that I just felt no connection to. The central performance is great. It's just too much movie. You're just doing too much here. And I I don't know. I, I would rather watch a documentary about Gandhi than watch this movie. I agree with you. But <laughs> I, again, I don't agree with you so strongly that we're going to talk about that yet. We'll get there later. Um, What's your 62? Annie Hall. There it is. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. We've talked about my problems with Annie Hall and how hard it is for me to quantify it because I do recognize the ways in which it is a well-made movie. Um, mm. But again, the problems I have with it are things that I just, like, I, I, I can't let go of it, you know? And it's always going to color the way I watch this movie. And so... Yes. No. I get it. 62. My 62 is Wings. Uh, This one was a lot higher for me in our last one, I think, but I've knocked it down just because we've seen so many more movies and I just love a lot of the other ones. Wings is a really good movie. This is a really good movie. Um, I just think it's the whole... It is kind of long, too. And there's parts of it that I... The beginning is kind of boring. Um, However, Gary Cooper. <laughs> oh my god. Um, gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. That 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 ranks it in the middle of the pack. Just I know. It, like seriously guys, if you <laughs> He's only in the movie for like two minutes. But oh, kill him. But he is so beautiful. That and that tracking shot. It's yes. wonderful. And this is a good representation of the first, technically the first Best Picture winner. I think if people are like, oh, I want to see what the first one was, and they watch Wings, I think people will be pleasantly surprised to be like, oh, a silent movie can actually be very entertaining, action-packed, drama-filled. I mean, there's kind of a queer love story going throughout this movie, too. So it has a lot going for it. Um, there's just others that I would prefer to rewatch. Uh, give me your next. You have 62 now? Flynn's trying to tell me, tell him your list. Um, I've said 62. I'm doing 61. 61. Um, You're going to hate me. Um, Oliver. (laughs) Well, I didn't think that's what you were going to say, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I get it now. What did you think I was going to say? I don't. Why do you hate Oliver? (laughs) 
I we've talked about how much I don't like watching saccharine kids, right? Oh, um, that's right. I forget. It's the kid. Unless problem. the kid is putting a frog in Fraulein Maria's pocket. I don't want to see him. <laughs> Seems like you pick and you choose pretty weirdly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's also also again, this is like a male led musical. I'm not as into that. Um Fair. You know, it's it's just it's just not for me. I don't know, Sam. So much of this last part of the list is just not for me. I get it. My 61, you've mentioned The Life of Emile Zola. I completely agree with everything you said. Uh, for me, it's ranked high because of the performances. And I'm a performance person. I can really? let go of a lot of... Yeah, I can let go of a lot of the negatives of a movie if it's got good acting. And this movie does. So, yeah. It's number 61. What's your number 60? Uh, my number 60 also has a lot of good acting, which makes it ranked a little bit higher, even though it isn't my cup of tea, uh, The Deer Hunter. Um, Ooh, yeah. I figured you'd put this one pretty low. I. It's just so violent. And, Very. Um, and it also, like, I don't know if I jive with the message of the movie, because I don't know if i completely understand the message of the movie i don't know um because i feel like it's a mixed message movie and that's probably the point but it still is just not mm. you know but meryl streep's in it so i <laughs> yes she is uh She's you know beautiful. so there's a balance here yeah oh yeah true. this is like great meryl streep um true, true, true. so yeah you know uh my number 60 also has really good acting but never reaches the height I think it's trying to, mainly because of the year it was made, and that is Gentleman's Agreement. I would love to see this movie remade now. I feel like you could do so much more with it. It might be a little problematic now, but... Yeah, I, I think it might be. I think they... I don't, <laughs> I don't think know we, if it would. I, I, as, I, I think, think we could. Both, as we were saying, we were like, oh, actually, no, that's a actually, probably a poor idea. This movie. Don't um, do that. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, this doesn't really ever take off. Maybe in 1947 this was considered super dangerous, but it just kind of feels super tame and kind of lame now. So What about your number 59? <gasps> number 59. You've mentioned Annie Hall. This is And this is frustrating for me because this is a really well-made movie. It's got really good acting. It's funny. But boy, is it sexist. And boy, does it have... A problem with the voice of uh, the female characters. It's so upsetting. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. What is your 59? Um, my number 59 is Ben-Hur. That's a good spot for that. Yeah. Because it was made in. <laughs> wow, good for you. I, I wonder if that's that happened for me. I didn't yet. do that I intentionally. I, I didn't do that intentionally. <laughs> that's really um, fun, But uh, it, it's it's impressive in a lot of ways because it is an immaculate production, and for the most part, those production elements really do hold up. Yeah. But um, it is. Uh, just I, I'm, it's a lot of Charlton Heston, so that puts it lower for me. It's just a lot yeah. of Charlton Heston. Listen, he's not. I'm a good sorry, actor. and you know how much I will. You love. I love the director so much. But well, here's the problem. Who who would have been a better Ben Hur? Who could we have put in this role? 
to make this movie work because it really is Charlton Heston that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Who would have been a better? I just don't like. I, I I and I don't know how much of the Charlton Heston situation is my personal distaste for his politics. And no, he's how... not a good actor. Okay, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. I not think a me. different actor in this part would have made a huge difference. Probably. You know, yeah. you're probably right. Um, okay, my number 68, kind of in the same theme as why I put Annie Hall so low, My Fair Lady is number 68 for me. I hate the message of this movie. The ending yeah, the message is really amazing. made me angry, and I don't like the music. I don't like Rex Harrison. The only thing I like in My Fair Lady are the costumes, and that's it. <laughs> Well, I don't hate it as much as you do, but I'll talk about <laughs> it later. Um, so we are at number 58. Mine is uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. Forrest Gump. Uh, I figured you'd put this pretty low. You're going to be so mad at where I put Forrest Gump. You're not going to be If happy. you put it in like the top 20, I'll be upset. <laughs> oh my god, it might be. <laughs> if it's, no, it's Are you not. kidding? It's okay, good, 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 good. It's good. not in the top 20. I know it can't be because there are so many movies we don't have problems with that. Yeah, no, it's not in the top um, <laughs> but it's definitely uh, not number sixty-eight. We'll judge you when we get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, as I was saying, this racist movie, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I, 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 I mean no shade to Robert Zemeckis or Tom Hanks or anyone involved. Everyone's clearly working at the top of their game. I think a lot of the messaging of this movie has dated very badly because I think this was a very baby boomer idea of a lot of the issues uh, that the movie covers, including AIDS, including uh, civil rights, including um, the Vietnam War. Um, And a lot of uh, the viewpoints on this just come from a very privileged perspective. And that perspective on the issue really bothers me. And it happens right in the first section of the movie whenever he teaches Elvis how to swivel his hips. Um, because Elvis picked that up from the black community, from the gospel black community. And as as innocent as it may seem, um, it's little things like that that are insidious where you have something that you didn't do, someone else is taking credit for it, and it's like the movie thinks that came from nowhere so they can just take it. And I, that whenever he ends racism at his college, I mean, like, all that stuff really bothers me. And I can't, I can't rank it higher. I'm sorry, it doesn't date well at all. The soundtrack is good. The soundtrack is good. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, well said. My number 57 is Gladiator. Gladiator! Gladiator! Watch, everybody Google Elizabeth Taylor, Gladiator. You'll find it. Um, watching it now gladiator's kind of low for me for the same reasons as braveheart is it's very a similar kind of a film i just don't vibe with these kinds of movies um 
I just don't care. I don't care about him. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wings is my number 57. Okay, we're not um, far off. Uh, and I, it's, uh, again, it's a great, it's a great movie to watch as an intro to silent cinema, not as good as something else that we are going to talk about. Um, but it is, uh, it's still, it still holds up pretty well for a movie of its era. And I think that it is something that people from today who maybe don't have a lot of familiarity with that time period could watch and not be bored. And that's... Um, and that lands it kind of in the middle of the pack for that reason. So, yeah. um, my uh, 56 okay. is gladiator. Gladiator. Gotcha. Yes. Oh, wow. We were really close on that one. Yeah, we were. Um, it would have flowed so much better. had used anyway, it's fine. Um, it's too late now, too late now. <laughs> um, but gladiator is, uh, again, you, you nailed it. It's just not a movie that's made for us. I don't know. Correct. As hot as so many people look in that movie for a good deal of the time. Otherwise, it's not for us. My 56 is Driving Miss Daisy. Here's one that I think my opinion has changed a lot on. I watched this movie when I was in high school for the first time. Loved it. The acting is really good in this, but it is one that has not aged well. Uh, And... I just can't put it any higher than this. <laughs> um, I... I'll get there. Um, Tom Jones is my 55. Tom Jones! <laughs> okay. Which this is shuffled. I, I moved this down in real time a few minutes ago. And oh, wow. um, I, I just... It's such a bizarre little movie... That I guess I could watch it again, but also it's like one of those things like, did I like this? Did I dislike this? It's like something I don't even know because the the tone is so weird. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's um, I think it's I like my movies weird. a little bit more linear and, you know, it's yeah. a weird one. It's a weird one. But I mean, I don't hate it. It's just not going to rank higher than that. I get that. My 55 is one you've talked about, Ben-Hur. Um, get into it. I completely agree with you said. That, you know, there is that one moment I talk about where he meets Jesus Christ and we only see the back of him. And it's a very moving part of the film. And that that moment got me, which is why it is kind of ranked above the gladiator, above the Braveheart. But it's in the same vein as those films. I think it's the best version of those kinds of movies. So that's, that's why it's fair. 55. Yeah, what's your 54? Out of Africa. <laughs> Poor Meryl. <laughs> I can't help it that Meryl's best movies are not Best Picture winners. Um, <laughs> that is true. If Mamma Mia had won Best Picture. Um, <laughs> oh, if only, defend, if only. I defend it to my dying day. Um, <laughs> uh, Out of Africa is a gorgeous movie. Um, the cinematography is stunning. Uh, the, uh, music is gorgeous. It's one of the best musical scores in, in movie history, but, um, it has some problematic elements, you know, being a movie about white people coming in and colonizing in Africa. And, 
it's more made more problematic by the fact that it won such a ground it won against such a groundbreaking uh, movie that was mainstream and had an all black cast and Correct. told a a story from a black perspective, the color purple, of course. Um, I think there is not a single person who doesn't look back and think that color purple should have won over out of Africa. Um, I think they've thought that since the day out of Africa won. Um, maybe I would like the movie more if it was removed from that, but I, I do, I think kind of hold that against out of Africa. And um, the one thing I will say is that, there are some passages lifted from the real-life Karen Blixen's memoirs that are absolutely stunning uh, pieces of writing. And I do am a writing person. I do appreciate language like the world was made flat so we would not see too far down the road. Like, I love... I love that kind of thing that, that helps it for me, but I, I do think there are problems, and it is also too long. So... Sure is. Okay, my 54 is Mutiny on the Bounty. Really? Yeah. Really? This that it does seem kind of low. It yeah. dropped for me. Yeah. I was thinking back, and the only thing holding me to this film is Charles Lawton's performance. I think he is mm. genius as Captain Bly. But that's kind of it. <laughs> that's kind of where I've landed with it. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I understand that. I understand that. Um, I have a different feeling on it, but I'm not mad. So we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Driving Miss Daisy is my 53. Pretty close to you. Um, Pretty close. Exactly the same things you said. Um, again, kind of the same thing with Out of Africa. I think that, I think that we have... Uh, we understand the insidious nature of movies like this now. And I know that we can't change what happened. And it certainly is a well-made movie in terms of pacing and performance and all of the elements. Um, but unfortunately, these types of stories have not dated well. They are white savior films. Bingo! Okay, Great. so what are we on? We're on my number 53. Mm-hmm. Yes. My 53 is How Green Was My Valley. Mm. This is a movie where I'm sort of just very middle of the road with. I do yeah. not dislike it. I don't really love it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good movie. <laughs> it's got gorgeous black and white photography. Um, the story's fine. Uh, yeah, it's just very middle of the road for me. That's kind of where I'm at with it. <laughs> I... Very harmless film. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing... Yeah. Um, I, I... I struggled with this one a little bit, but I, I... This probably seems really low, but I put Unforgiven at 52. That surprises me. You really liked Unforgiven when we were even ranking the 90s. You really liked it. I do really like Unforgiven. I think that when looking at the list overall, though... I realized, like, on the, I go with that rewatchability thing. And as we've been doing, I've, I've changed a few things as we've been talking, even because I've thought about, like, I would rewatch that before I would rewatch that. That's and, just kind of how I do it, too. 
And Unforgiven is, again, that masculine energy. I just wouldn't, um, you know, it's not my, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't want to live in very much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My 52 is Hamlet. Again, I'm very middle of the road with this. Hamlet is not my favorite Shakespeare. It's actually kind of on the lower end of Shakespeare that I enjoy watching. Um, But it's good. It's a solid production. (laughs) That's kind of... That's my opinion. It's good. What's your 51? Uh, platoon. <gasps> Sorry, mine is not Platoon, but it it looks and sounds very similar to Platoon. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell, well, me, tell me about Platoon. <laughs> get ready, because oh. not far. Oh. Um, I know what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> I, again, rewatchability here. I don't enjoy violent war movies. And yeah. I respect this one a lot more than Deer Hunter mm-hmm. in terms of quality. But I, I think it's a better um, Vietnam movie. But, you know what uh, I think again, you really dislike, too, is it seems like... Because I think you there are some World War II films that you do really like. I think it's the Vietnam War that you do not like watching movies about, specifically. Well, the Vietnam War is a very... Uh, I, the, the It's... A tough topic to un- to uh, to unpack because it is a war that we should not have been in as a country, and so that base level alone, um, you know the the uncomfortable villainization of a, a race in those movies. Oftentimes, um, there's. Uh, there's just a lot of things I find very uncomfortable. And it's, it's it, the most of these movies are very competently produced. It's just like at a base level, it's so unpleasant for me to watch things about Vietnam. Whereas with World War II, I think that there's an interest that obviously has held, I think, in the public consciousness much longer because World War II movies are far greater produced now than you get... Um, Vietnam movies. Vietnam is not something anybody likes looking back on, I don't think. No. Um, well, also, we're the heroes of World War II. You know what I mean? And there was a clear good... And, it's easier to look at because there was a clear yeah. good and evil in a way that I don't think there was in Vietnam. Yes. You know? Well, speaking of World War II, my number 51 is Patton. Yep. And this one is... Not my favorite World War II movie, only because I just don't find Patton to be a very likable character. He's not. Uh, So following him for this movie, it's another long film. I just get bored, and I'm uninterested. I have no connection to it. But I did rank Patton as high as 50 because... Hey! (laughs) Ah, because, because we do get Carl Malden, and I do really like Carl Malden, so... That's all I have. It's also a really good-looking film. Patton is a great-looking movie. Um, cinematography. Anyway. So is Out of Africa. Uh, I had a fun And that's my Africa. number 50. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, for all the... Everything you said, it makes... Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, yes. Let's get into our 40s rankings. What's your number 49? Gentleman's Agreement. Oh, there she is. Um, I, I, I rank this a little higher than, than some of the things... Because, again, this is, like, under two hours. I really like Gregory Peck. really like Celeste Holm. I really like Dorothy McGuire. 
those are all people that I would I again like rainy Saturday I could put that on and it'd be fine you know and sure some of the other movies that may be better in terms of quality like platoon or unforgiven are not movies I am just gonna watch because they're not pleasant <laughs> you know yeah. and I do like a good digestible pleasant film so my number 49 is Lawrence of Arabia and I feel like I need to watch this movie on the big screen I just don't know if this film translates very well to my little tv you know I don't get out of it what a lot of people who love this movie say. I don't know. I don't really connect to this movie a whole lot. I think it's beautiful. I think the performances are very strong. But I don't come away from watching this movie. And I've seen it a couple times now. I don't come away from it feeling that just passion of cinema that people seem to have when they finish watching this film. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm not mad about that, but we'll talk about my thoughts later. Uh, 48 for me is A Beautiful Mind. Who was your 49? Gentleman's Agreement. Oh, we did that. Okay, yes. Okay. 48, you did A Beautiful Mind. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, again, middle of the road movie for me. Um, I, I think, you know, again, we talked about recently what weighs it down for us, and that is the accuracy. But it's also, again, very entertaining. So it's, uh, it's a tough one to quantify. Um, but I'm fine with it in the middle. Yeah. I'm also go. fine with the English patient being in the middle. That's my number 48. Mm. <laughs> I ranked it a bit higher because the parts that are good in the English patient are really good. The parts yeah. that are bad are really bad. <laughs> so, you know, I have to put it up there a little bit because I do love the story between Ray Fiennes and Kristen Scott Thomas. I love I that part of the movie. So I do like that half of the I ranked movie. a little higher. I also, I ranked, um, my 47's a higher ranking. It's, uh, My Fair Lady. Mm, um. Okay. I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, why? I agree with you about the messaging of this movie. Yeah. Um, I do think it has, the songs are good in this movie. There are a lot of really solid songs in the film. Um, I really like Audrey Hepburn a lot. And even though she's lip syncing, I think she gives a performance that has been unfairly maligned because of the fact that she was cast over Julie Andrews, which congrats, Julie Andrews, on your AFI Life Achievement Award. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, but I, I do think it is a little unfair that she, uh, she can't help the fact that she was cast over, like, I'm not going to hold her being cast over Julie Andrews against her. I'm surely Ju Julie Andrews might have raised this even farther because she would have been doing her own actual singing, but I really enjoy Audrey Hepburn's performance. I enjoy the visuals. I enjoy the regalness of it all. Um, it's, I also enjoy things about speech and speech patterns. So I really enjoy the part of the movie where he's teaching her how to speak properly. Um, uh, and so there's a lot of things I enjoy about this movie, even if I think on the whole it could be cut by quite a bit and it needs a different ending. You know? Yeah. So, all right. Fair enough. Okay. My 57 is Bridge on the River Kwai. 47, I, but yes. 47. Yes, yeah, sorry. My number 47. 
Bridge of the River Kwai. I put both of David Lean's films kind of in the middle of the road here. I like David Lean when he's doing more intimate dramas, uh, characters. Um, and Bridge of the River Kwai is good. You know, I think this is also kind of a movie where it's sort of two movies in one. Um, there's sort of the rescue mission, and there's also sort of the building of the bridge portion of the film. And I think the everything with Alec Guinness is very interesting. But then when you have the William Holden part coming back to um, rescue them all, eh, it feels a little contrived to me. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very middle of the road for me. Um, I, I That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, okay. Cool. Okay. Um, Let's I'm already on 46? Six. Uh, Gandhi. Um, I ranked it a lot higher than you. You did. Just because it is so competently made, and and his performance, Ben Kingsley, is so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, And I also, you know me, you know how I love my candy, Bergen. Um, And she does have a great cameo at the end of the movie. Um, And it is important history. I don't know. I just couldn't rank it any lower than this, even though it's not like a rewatchable one for me. That's it. Fair. My 46 is Grand Hotel. This is the fun one from the 30s where I think bits and pieces work. A lot of bits and pieces don't, but it got a very high ranking, higher than some of the other earlier ones because of Joan Crawford. (laughs) That's kind of the only reason why she is a standout in this film. What is your 45? 45 for me is Mrs. Miniver. Okay. All right. Um, and I guess as far as World War II movies goes, this one is a little schmarmy for me, for my taste personally. Um, particularly everything to do with the friggin' flower show. I don't know. That's just so You're dumb never to me. It does not ever going to get outer. You're never going to get over <laughs> that. You're never gonna. I get cannot over that. believe that, that that made the final edit. I cannot believe that. Um, <laughs> but the um, rest is fine. Okay, that's fine. I'll let yeah. you have that. What's your forty-five? How green was my valley? Oh, okay. I do think that this is a really beautiful film in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I think Maureen O'Hara is great and enchanting in it. I think Roddy McDowell gives a really great non-cloying child actor performance. And uh, there is a general like atmosphere that I like in this movie. So I, I put it middle of the pack. Beautiful. My number 44, you're going to be so mad at me, is All Quiet on the Western Front. I mean, I'm perplexed. I don't know if I'm mad. Uh, Go ahead. It's just after watching so many more movies, this one just kept getting bumped further and further and further down. And I think it's just because while I do enjoy this movie and I think it's very well crafted, especially for being early in the talky um, era of movies, I just don't think it has that rewatchability for me. I don't see myself returning to it as opposed to the others that I've ranked higher. And that's really it. Okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) She's so mad. She's so mad. 
What is your 44? An American in Paris. Blech. Um, I know, I've ranked it so high for you. But I was Love thinking this about movie. this as you were talking, and I was thinking, like, you know, this is a fun Saturday afternoon. This is a nice, like, put it on, sing along. There's a light romance going on, you know, and, and you have a good time, and you're done. And I'm good with that. Well, that's just fine for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number 43 is Rocky. Shut up. I'm so mad oh, for saying that. Oh, <laughs> wow. That, that seems really low for Rocky. Rocky's number 43. I'm not a big fan of Rocky. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it is a fine movie. A best picture movie? I don't think it is. I think it's got a lot of fun characters in it. The action sequences are fun, but I don't know. This one is, again, very middle of the road for me. It's it's just fine. I will allow that, Sam. Okay. But next... Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, for me, <laughs> I don't know yes. why I'm giving this a huge build up. <laughs> uh, I have all these windows open on my computer, and so it's scrolling slowly. Um, you can't take it with you. Oh wow, that's pretty high. You know, again, I was thinking about this one, and I really like Jimmy Stewart. I really like Gene Arthur. I really, really like Lionel Barrymore. I like Spring Byington. I like Ann Miller. I like all these people who are in this movie. And even though it is stagey, I find it joyful. It is. So that's it's joyful. That's it. That's it. I love that for you. Okay. My Fitty 2, you already mentioned A Beautiful Mind. You're 42. The exact same reasons. You can't count you met- for oh some reason. God. <laughs> 42. It's, it is past my bedtime. <laughs> Y'all are loving this long episode. Okay, keep going. <laughs> for the same reasons you mentioned, it is a very well-made movie, but history, it is not. <laughs> Accurate, it never will be. Um, yeah, but it's still well-made. All right, give us your 41... Grand Hotel, um, oh, which okay. took a big leap for me from where it was. But I, you, for the exact reason you mentioned, Joan Crawford's segment of that film is wonderful. She's wonderful. It's maybe, honestly, her best performance. <laughs> and Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Mildred Pierce. Do not get me wrong. If Mildred Pierce had won Best Picture in 1945, no offense to the last weekend, it would be very, very highly ranked for me. I know. But, Sudden Fear is pretty good, too. Oh, she is really good in that. I think Joan is a little underrated as an actress. I just think she kind of, like, became very movie star-ish later. Yeah. You know? Um, and the yeah. women. She's great in the women. Um, but uh, I think that this is the best of this era of Joan Crawford, at the very least. And she's so real, and so she doesn't have any of her affectations yet, you know? Um, it's just the most down-to-earth you're ever going to see her. And she's so, so yeah. good in this. And I, I love that, you know, and there is a grandness to the film that feels kind of big and fun. And I like that in yeah. the movie. Yeah. 
Okay, my 41 is A Man for All Seasons. This is a really good movie. We're getting down to the ones where I'm like, these are all really good movies. We're we're almost halfway through, I feel like. Um, this is a really good movie. Um, I guess the only thing sort of holding it back would be sort of uh, some of its stage-boundness, you know? It, it is a very well-translated stage-to-film adaptation, um, but some of it does feel kind of all caught in the same room type of a deal, but it's a good movie. Um, yeah, there's others I prefer over it. I feel the same about my 41, which a lot of people are going to hate me for this. Um, Titanic. Uh, Ooh, that is awfully low. But for the reasons we talked about, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. give, I'm I'm a script fan, and I, I can't give this script yeah. any higher than 41. Um, I get it. It is I get it. competently it's made. Pretty... The special effects are incredible. You know, I don't like yeah. the script. Okay, I'm sorry. Give us your number forty. The French Connection. Okay. It's a middle of the road yeah. movie for me. I I you know we talked about how I, I really like the ending of this film a lot. I think it has one of the most shocking, wonderful endings ever on film. Because I think it makes a point in the very last minute that you almost aren't expecting with the level of toughness and violence in the rest of the movie. And it has a great chase scene, of course. Um, But yeah, that's it. Okay, my number 40 is The Last Emperor. This is one that really surprised me upon rewatch. Um, another one where the ending is so poetic and so beautiful mm. and so mm. moving that I do think that this film warrants the long runtime that it has. You kind of have to live in this whole story for as long as you do to really make that ending punch you right square in the gut. Um, and it's beautifully done. So, yeah, I like The Last Emperor. You know, I. Um, let me withhold. I, I'll get there. Okay, um, we'll get there. Uh, this is going to be low for you, and I'm sorry. Midnight Cowboy is my 39. I was wondering when that would come up. <laughs> Another violent, gay-hating film. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's the it's just my complicated feelings over those scenes. Um, yeah, you know, and I I feel like I recognize that. It's probably not as bad as I felt it while watching it, but it is something that made me uncomfortable, so I'm probably not going to watch it again. But I also recognize how great it is in terms of its craft. So that's it. Okay, let's get into the top half. So these are going to be our top, I guess, 39, technically. Uh, uh, my number 39 is The Deer Hunter. I I really like movies about Vietnam. I think that is a fascinating time. I also love dark and depressing shit. Um, it's okay. a very fascinating time, and I think this movie dissects it very well. It's very complicated, mm. but the acting is absolutely phenomenal in The Deer Hunter. Um, yeah, I really like it. It's haunting, and it really stays with you. I, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's just not for me. I can't be upset with that. So. Of course, of course, of course. Um, Rain Man is my 38. It's your 38 is Wait, what I'm your 39? on now. Midnight Cowboy. Oh, we got, we had gotten there. I understand. Okay. Your 38 is Rain Man. Okay. Um, good movie. Low. Great performances. 
I mean, I I don't got anything else. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, <laughs> my 38 is Gone with the Wind. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so low. <laughs> Listen, Gone with the Wind is a great movie. It is a great... All these movies are great movies now. Um, this one just hasn't aged very well, and I don't return to it as often as I return to these other ones, so it really has just continued to slide down the roster of films for me. Um, but there's, you know, the performances are, are iconic. They're, they're wonderful. That's how I feel about it. We're done. We're done. We're, we've talked about it. Um, so, (laughs) 37. 37. The Last Emperor. Um... You already talked about it. Very much surprised me. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, thought the ending was beautiful, and it does warrant its runtime, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 37, West Side Story. It's just like you're throwing daggers into my heart. <laughs> I'm really just trying to hurt you as quickly as possible. I, um, I've said like, my piece about West Side Story so many you know. times. I I think this movie is gorgeous. The music is great. Rita Moreno is absolutely fantastic. Cannot stand the Tony. Will never understand why he was cast. He ruins the film. 100% ruins it. It's better on the stage. Okay, go ahead. You, next. Um, <laughs> how did, did we talk about Steven Spielberg's version? I don't know if we did. I, I felt the same way. <laughs> I... um. I just thought it was, I, I thought it, it it tried to give everything a backstory, and I wasn't about that. Um, yeah, I don't think it did anything different, which makes me angry that we remade it in the first place. Um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is my 36, is where we are now. Um, I wow. know that seems very, wow. very low, but the more I very thought low. about this, the more I thought, again, this masculine thing... What's the message we're giving? And I just don't... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I um, I don't love it. That's it. Okay. okay. It's, but I, I mean, like, I have to rank it in the top 40 because it is a really good movie. I don't know. True. Okay. You know. Uh, my 36 is The French Connection. Uh, I have nothing else to add. You summed it up very perfectly. That's exactly how I feel about it, too. Um, Give us okay. your 35. Well, I really don't feel bad about doing this after what you did to me. Um, <laughs> my 35 is Shakespeare in Love. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just spit in my eye, why don't you? Don't okay, you bite listen, your thumb at me? buddy. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoyed Shakespeare in Love. It is a lovely romantic comedy. I think it does a great job of capturing the Shakespearean language and it's probably the most I've really enjoyed Shakespeare on Shakespeare related works with the exception of West Side Story on film I'll take um, that okay I'll take that okay my 35 is Platoon uh, another really haunting movie about um, the Vietnam War and I think it does the Vietnam War more justice than the Deer Hunter does because it's more specific we have a narrower focus on one platoon um, just trying to survive. And we have even, we, we see there how even, oh my God, Americans 
couldn't even figure out what we were doing there and we couldn't even get along with each other and it's very complicated and i think it showcases that so well i love this movie i think that you've really hit on the difference between us one of us wants to sit in that and one of us doesn't it's just really a hundred (laughs) percent um it's not a disagreement about anything about the vietnam war it's just Mm -hmm. one of us can watch it and one of us can't um uh so what number am i on uh 34 um american beauty Mm -hmm. um really really again really really great movie really great perfect film in every way this is getting down to me revisiting things at this point and i uh and that's the only thing i'm I'm not going to revisit this one as much as i revisit some of the others that are coming well, you know, my number 34 is also a pretty perfect movie, and it is Oliver! Exclamation point. Per- perfect <laughs> is the word we're using. <laughs> I love this movie! This movie is so fun. Um, I, I really have nothing bad to say about it except that it's You are saying that that's... Oliver is better than Gone with the Wind, is better than yeah. West Side Story. Yes. I would rewatch Oliver over both of those films any day. <laughs> any day. <laughs> be mad. Be mad. But be mad and give us your number 33. The Bridge on the River Kwai. Um, it, it's, you know, rewatchability, I don't know how much I would, but it is tense. It's taut. It does justify its length, in my opinion. It has a great, great, great final act. Um, and the explosion is just cinema legendariness. Um, and I prefer shorter David Lean as well, but I mean, he, man can make a movie. <laughs> True. Okay. My Do enjoy 30... some David Niven and some William Holden as well. So my 32 is Forrest Gump. You've already mentioned, um, I rank it just a little bit lower just because sentimentality. I grew up watching this movie and it does still hold a special place in my heart. I love Sally Field in this movie Let's so Let's be clear. You're saying this is a better movie than Gone with the Wind West Side Story. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, I, I understand the problematic side of it, but uh, I don't know. There, there, there are other parts to it that I think still hold true and are have an emotional punch that I still love. You know what? Maybe I'll forgive you with your with your... What with your thirty-two? Yeah. What's your thirty-two? My thirty-two. That was my thirty-two. My thirty-one. Oh, oh I thought no, no, no. Okay, I thought that we, I we were going in a different order than I thought we were. Um, <laughs> my number thirty-two is Mutiny on the Bounty. Um, oh, okay, a lot higher than me. I really enjoyed it, and I wasn't it's expecting a good movie. to. I was because I thought I was again. I thought eh, swashbuckler, blah blah blah. blah yeah. yeah. Um, but I I was really surprised with how much I enjoyed it, and um, I like all three of the leads, and yeah. I love that. It's a good movie. Okay, my thirty-one is the Sting. Uh, Bam. I really like this movie too. I know I like this movie a lot. Uh, I think the plot is really fun. 
Um, Robert Redford looks great in those pants. Oh, God. I guess I'm trying to think of a reason why I've ranked it lower than others, but I really can't. I guess it's just kind of right there for me. <laughs> um, well, my 31 is Chicago. Wow, that's awfully low. Okay, listen, Bucko. Mr. I Love Musicals. Mr. I Love Oliver more than a West Side Story. <laughs> I, you do not get to have an opinion on musicals for the rest of this episode. And oh, um, shit. Uh, Chicago is a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. There's things I like more. That's all. Fair. Okay, my number 30 is Rain Man. Um... Yeah, I have nothing, I guess, else to add. I love the dynamic between Tom Cruise. I think this is Tom Cruise is, like, probably his best performance. Um, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman are great in this movie, and it's a really fun little road trip film. I think it's great. I put number 30. This is going to seem so high for you. Um, Mrs. Miniver. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Greer Carson, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I love Greer Carson. I love Teresa Wright. I know. You um, do. I love female-led. You love World War Two. <laughs> I love World War Two. I love William Wyler, and love I love a good flower show. Man, that flower show, best part of the movie. If you ask me. No, I'm just saying that to annoy you. I really like Mrs. Murder. I think the speech at the end is one of the great movie speeches, too. Okay, fair. Here's our top 30. Coming in at number 29 for me. That was my number 30. We already are in the top 30. Right, right, right. But now we're, yeah, number 29. Sound of Music. Uh, This is like one of the first musicals I remember watching, and it's still great. I love it. Oh my gosh, that makes you so different from other people. (laughs) why because other people rank it lower no no no. one of the first musicals you've ever watched oh the sound of music was one of the first musicals you watched how unusual thank you thank you thank you i'm sorry you're just gonna get this for the rest of the episode and you're gonna deal with it what's your 29 the lost weekend Wow. Well, you hate this movie, don't you? <laughs> well, maybe you just didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe this movie just oh, wasn't didn't... for you. Was, was the, the message of alcoholism not clear in the last weekend? Don't be an alcoholic. That was the message. Um, yeah. It's a great movie, and I love that it treats alcoholism like a horror movie. And I love Billy Wilder. I think Ray Milland is awesome. Yeah, we got Jane Wyman. She's great. I I like The Lost Weekend a lot. I like these movies. It's just, you know, yeah. picking children. I know. This is where it's get, um, getting hard to rank them. My number 28 is In the Heat of the Night. Really good movie. Really atmospheric. I love the two leading performances in it. And the supporting players. This is really a um, uh, knock... Uh, a knockout for me. It's really, really great. There's just others that I would probably return to before it. Um, I think that we should briefly go back to you going first for a little while, so we make this even. So why don't you go ahead and give me your... 27? 
Wait, did we do 20? Wait, did we have yeah, to switch? Yeah, my 29 was sent in. I have like to my give... My 28 was in I the give... night. What's your 28? I have to give two in a row. I'll do two in a row. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the viewers really don't care. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the listeners. My 20... Oh, whatever. My 28... <laughs> if you could see us, guys. Um, <laughs> my 28 is Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, okay. Um, Apparently you I have get this seen movie. It. Well, I have seen it on the big screen. I have, I have seen a seven sure millimeter print on the big screen, and it is as epic as can be. Um, it's, it's a little bit lower than some people would rank it because I don't think it is my type of movie, but it is the absolute best version of what it is. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's epic, and the score, and that cut whenever he blows out the match. I mean, you know. Good stuff. Um, Good my stuff. 27, you've already talked about as well, is A Man for All Seasons, which I loved. <laughs> I really loved A Man for All Seasons. It's a good um, movie. It surprised the heck out of me. I did not, I thought, uh, period, ah, uh, this, that. Um, I Of these types of movies, I prefer The Lion in Winter, but it didn't win Best Picture. By far. Um, it would be in my top 20. Make no mistake. But um, I really think that this is a great palace intrigue movie with some really great performances. My 27 is Titanic. I think that the special effects and the two central performances sort of save the script a little bit. Enough to put it at 27 for me. (laughs) I like that for you what's your number 26 i don't know if you're gonna hate me for this um kramer versus kramer (laughs) wow (laughs) wow whoa that is awfully low okay tell me why Okay, listen, we can't rank it high just because Meryl Streep did a great job on that on the stand. Um, she's not um, the only person doing good work in that movie. <laughs> I know everyone's doing good work in this movie. I'm not saying that they aren't. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just not going to return to it as much as some other stuff. That's it. That's all, Sam. Wow, it's a good movie. Wow. I don't have any... Okay. Meryl Streep totally deserves that Oscar. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> that's all I needed to hear. That's that's the only validation I needed. Top five supporting actress performances. Number one. <laughs> okay, maybe not okay. number one. <sighs> Fine. My twenty six is Unforgiven. I think this movie is so dark and so gritty. Um, the performances are good. It's yeah, it's a good movie. I don't. I have nothing bad to say about it. Really, it's a good movie. Um, I put it number 25. We are in the top 25. We are top 25. I put Terms of Endearment. Okay. Okay, that's fine. At least that's a top fine 25. placement. That's a good placement for it. I just feel like you're running out of movies to put in the top 10. It's making me really nervous. <laughs> It's <laughs> plenty of movies that I can put in the top My ten. God, you put you're it like number West forty, story number one. I'm gonna be so mad at you. I am not. You do not know. <laughs> I'm not that much of a fanboy. Um, <laughs> Terms of Endearment is 
wonderful. It has one of the great scripts. I love the script. Love it, love it, love it so much. Love Shirley MacLaine. Love Deborah Ringer. Love all the backstage drama on that one, too. BT Dubs. Mm-hmm. Love the shade she throws her in her acceptance speech. Um, I deserve this. I like the score. I like everything about it in terms of endearment. Yeah. It's 25. Good. It's high. Okay, my 25. Give me her pills! Get me her pills! Yes, deserve it just for that. My 25 is Midnight Cowboy. I really like this movie. I think the performances are so good. It's such a weird Best Picture winner. We haven't had a Best Picture winner like this since or before it. So I think this is a fun movie to win Best Picture. Um, Um, Yeah, I love it. Okay, yeah. 24 for me. I'm a guess. Oh, Okay, I, I thought you would put that a little higher, honestly. Okay. Well, again, I, I think okay. that there's some stuff I dislike more than Amadeus. But sure. Amadeus really surprised me. Again, I didn't know how I was going to feel about this. You know what, Sam? I liked it. Liked it a lot. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, I think you're going to be mad at me for this. My 24 is Schindler's List. Oh, I'm not going to be bad and- at me for that. That's okay, fine. good. It All it right. made top 25, but my god, I can't watch this movie again. I've already watched it like three times. That's enough for a lifetime. This movie is hard to get through. Beautiful. It's a tough movie. Well made. Incredibly well made, but wow, I, just, I can't come back to it again. Okay, give us your 23. Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. Hmm. Um, a good spot for it. Yes. It's a great... It, it's, it's the best silent movie I've seen. Um, we're getting into movies that I would give a top ranking to at this point, BT Dub. Yeah. And um, it is one of the most visually stunning movies. It is the, it, the black and white photography is incredible, and the sets in this movie are insane. That city set, which was a back lot, is just so cool. I love Gorgeous. it. And I like me some Janet Gaynor, so we're good. Gorgeous. Okay, my... 23 is the best years of our lives i i just can't i can't <laughs> what is wrong made, with you as it a human? made top 25 it made top 25 this is a good movie again this is a good movie i would give it five stars i love okay, how great. it handles soldiers five stars returning is home great. five stars is great yes it's the best i can Not give good it's great that's what i'm just saying yeah. i think words. this one i think this one gets a little too lengthy for me. This might be my only qualm with it. That's probably it. Other than that, yeah. it's a great movie. All right, okay. what's your 22? Uh, uh, Rocky. Wow, that's awfully low. <laughs> wow, you, you had it really Rocky. high. Oh, you have it low like it. Oh, I mean, you have it high. I have it low. You're right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rocky, um, but it's so iconic. You know, it's like I can't get past how great the rush is when he has that training montage, him mm-hmm. running up the steps in Philadelphia. This you coming know, from I, a guy who just spent the last hour saying he doesn't like hyper-masculine films. I call bullshit. Well, sometimes hyper-masculine films don't have their lead shirtless half the time, and what am I supposed <laughs> to do then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Happy no, Friday. I love I, I I and I saw this when I was young too, and I think that has something to do with my sentimentality towards it. Um, and I love the fact that it has it doesn't give you the exact happy ending that it thinks it's going to. Mm-hmm. I like that it pulls a punch, if you will, 
And wow. I think, I know, that was, man. Are there wow. podcasting awards? Because I think I just won one. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. What's your 21? All right, 21 for me is... That's what we're on, right? Nope, 21. 22. Sorry, my 22 yeah, sorry. is From Here to Eternity. Oh, interesting. Love this movie. Love this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I, I have nothing bad to say about any of these movies now. I guess ugh, the other ones I just prefer over it. Um, but no, From Here to Eternity is a gorgeous movie. It's wonderful. What is um, your 21? My 21 is The Sting. I love I The Sting. I like this movie. I really like this movie. I love a good con. I like a good, like, um, I like a movie that, like, has those little surprises when it, when the movie cons you and the movie does con you. And I love, I love that reveal at the end. And I also just really like doing that thing with my nose. So, you know, those are good reasons (laughs) to break a movie. (laughs) (laughs) It stuck with you. All right, my 21 is All the King's Men. Here's one that really surprised me. This is a really good political thriller um, and still incredibly relevant today. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to change a thing. It still speaks volumes to what's going on right now. Um, Love this movie. Great movie. Uh, My number 20 is um, On the Waterfront. Hmm. Uh... That sounds right for you. I, I'm knocking it a little bit because I understand that there's something insidious going on in the filmmaking. Um, <laughs> but I love the performances. I I talk about scores a lot. I love this musical score. Leonard Bernstein, like Bradley Cooper is playing him soon. Um, did you see the photo of him as Leonard Bernstein? Yeah. Um, but I it, it's it lives up to the hype. My 20 is American Beauty. Love this film. I've loved it since the first time I watched it. And even when we rewatched it, I'm like, yeah, this movie's great. There's nothing like it. Um, yeah, even with the Kevin Spacey of it all, you know, separated from it, it still holds up. Um, great movie. Okay, our top 19. Here we go. What's your number 19? Um, number 19 is All Quiet on the Western Front. There it is. Um, I know that I understand your reasoning behind how you ranked it. Um, I just think it's so remarkable that it is as powerful as it is considering its age. I mean, this is a movie that is 92 years old and it, it's message so resonates, especially with what's going on in the Ukraine right now, I think. Um, And uh, the ending is such a gut punch and I don't think I've ever gotten over that ending. Ah, with the butterfly and oh my god, it's um, it's one of the great movie endings of all time. Um, I I guess I'll switch to going first for a second. It's my turn. Okay. Was I? Were, were you going first? You just did number nineteen. Did you just do number? And 19? I have not given nineteen yet. Okay, then you do nineteen. <laughs> and then we'll and then we'll, we'll switch. <laughs> My number 19 is Chicago. Love this Chicago! movie. Chicago! This is definitely the movie that made me gay, if there ever was one. This is the one, and I still love it. Um, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I 
I, I like Chicago a lot. We've talked about my feelings on it, so that's fine. Um, I put a, a number 18 Schindler's List. Um, okay. So I didn't rank it as super high as you thought I was going to. Um, again, True. tough watch. Um, it is a really, really tough watch. Uh, it's not a movie you're going to be able to put on and just have in the background. And um, otherwise, it probably would be in my top 10. It is one of the most important movies ever made. It's maybe Steven Spielberg's Period. best. Maybe. I, I think it's top five Spielberg. Yeah, I, top I, five I, for I, sure. You know, we could debate about that. I, I think actually my favorite Spielberg is Raiders of the Lost Ark. But of his important films, this is probably the best one. Um, but anyway. Uh, okay. My 18 is on the waterfront. I rank it a little bit higher. I... Have loved this movie since I first watched it. Love Brando, love Eve Marie Saint, love Carl Malden, love all of them. Um, and I kind of love the whole behind the scenes drama about it. I think that adds to the texture of the film and I think it makes it really interesting watch as a historical context as well. Great movie. Um, okay. I, okay. um, okay. Uh, you do 17 first. Okay. You, okay. Uh, my 17 and 16 go together. Number 17 is Godfather 2. Number 16 is Godfather 1. That's right. They didn't make top 10. Okay, anymore. let me get through my 17 because you're going to have to talk about those together. My 17 okay. is Marty. I love Marty. Marty's wonderful. 90 minutes of pure heart. It is great. It's short. It's wonderful. Um, we'll talk more about Marty when we get to your ranking of it, because we have to unpack the fact that you just ranked Godfather and Godfather Part 2 so low it for those movies. Low. That is so <laughs> low. They are in the top 20 where they belong. Listen, my top 10 is very personal to me. <laughs> I could not move any of those movies out of the top 10. I just have so And even the, the five in front of the Godfather 1 and 2, I cannot move them out of those spots. So, just so they just questions. kept falling. And to me, this is a pretty, still a pretty high ranking for the Godfather films. They're perfect movies. They're great movies. Okay, okay. I okay. just, these other ones speak to me more. That's it. I can connect to them more. Okay. Um, my 16 is From Here to Eternity, which you've talked about. Um, it's a great, it's a great movie. Monty Cleft, good Lord. Um, Donna Reed, ah, love her to death. Um, love me some Deborah Carr. Goodness, Deborah, Debbie, love ya. Wish you had an Oscar. All right, top 15. My top 15. Number 15 is The Lost Weekend. I love this movie. For all the reasons you said as well. I just think I like it more than you do, I guess. No, clearly, <laughs> you ranked it higher. I don't... <laughs> yeah. I love it. 15... I also just love Billy Wilder. Everything he touches. Yeah, go ahead. Um, God. Uh, all the King's Men. Mm, I, yeah. Maybe more so than any other movie we watched, I think this surprised me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. And it's just so modern. It's so it's a modern. Great movie. It's just such a great movie. The heiress still should have won Best Picture that year, but one hundred percent. And then that would be in my top five. But yeah, all I mean yes, right? Uh, yes. But uh, all the King's Men's great, wonderful. Uh, okay, my number fourteen is Sunrise. Hands down, the best silent movie I have still seen. 
love it for all the reasons you said. This movie is gorgeous, and it's better every time I watch it. So, so good. Man. So good. Um, my 14 is In the mm-hmm. Heat of the Night. Mm. I love it. You love a sweaty night. film. I love a good sweaty movie. Um, I love a good. <laughs> I love a good cameo appearance from Lee Grant. I love, love a. <laughs> I love the music. I love. Um, I love that it's a mystery. Mysteries are mm-hmm. like my favorite thing, and uh, it's and it is. Uh, Sydney Poitier is just so compelling to watch, um, and the moment he says, the moment he slaps the guy. And the moment he says, they call me Mr. Tibbs, ugh, iconic. Great. 13 is Terms of Endearment. There we go. Um, I just, I love a good family drama. <laughs> this is you mean like about as heavy. Uh, nah. You mean like, you mean like the best years Different. of our lives? <laughs> give me cancer. Don't give me, don't give me war. Give me cancer. <laughs> oh, don't, don't make that a slogan. No. Uh, okay. What's your number 12? Number 13. I haven't done 13. Gosh, oh, damn on. it. Okay. 13. <laughs> um, the apartment. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> God <laughs> damn you. What's wrong with you? It's this a great movie. What I'm getting very nervous of what you're putting in the top ten. Obviously, both Godfathers made it, but okay. okay. Oh, yeah. God. How controversial it is to like the Godfather. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Apartment's a great movie. It has a great script. It has great performances. It is one of the best. It's really, really good. I'm just ranking some <laughs> stuff over it, okay? Get getting gear goodness okay my number 12 i've had enough of you my number 12 is one flew over the cuckoo's nest it's so high <laughs> it's it's exactly where it should be this it's not that is so this high perfect it is so good um i have nothing bad to say about it i love it i think this movie's great um uh my number 12 mm-hmm. is the sound of music Hmm. I like that. Yeah, that fits. Okay. I love it. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It is not my highest ranked musical on this list because there's something that is unquestionably better that everyone would agree with me about. I don't know. But I'd question I... it. <laughs> <laughs> I <would> question it. <laughs> but I love it. And again, cinematography. Good Lord. This is some of the best location shooting ever. It's so good. Okay, my number 11, and this one hurt so bad kicking it out of my top 10, but I had to. My number 11 is Shakespeare in Love. This is a great movie. I love it. It's one of the best romantic comedies of all time. It's one of the best Shakespeare of all time. I love Shakespeare in Love so much. I'm really surprised about it. it. I really thought this would be in your top 10, honestly. Oh, don't worry. My top 10 will make sense. All right, what's your number 11? Yeah, because it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense for it to be <laughs> um, any higher. Um, what uh, eleven? Oh my gosh, 11. you're going to hate me. Um, ordinary people. I knew it, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry, it didn't crack you my top ten. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I don't okay. know what to say. I love it though. Oh my gosh. I really love movie. it. It's. The best use of canon and D 
ever. More so than all the weddings that <laughs> use it. Is that why it doesn't have an original score, so you won't put it in the top ten? That's probably <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore, one of my favorite performances. Um, Timothy Hutton. Oh, yeah, he's great. Perfect. Great. Um, Elizabeth McGovern. Also genius. Also genius. And um, Diane Manhoff, the one who plays the suicidal girl. Yes. Um, Ah, man, I love all those one-on-one scenes, all the stuff with Judd Hirsch and all the stuff with the criminally unnominated um, Donald Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Should the fact that he was not nominated that year is one of the most egregious oversights, in my opinion. Ever. Ridiculous. Yes. Okay, let's do our top 10. Okay, my number 10 is Marty. This had to be my top 10. I think it is such a sweet film. It's so short, it's it's perfect. Uh, is that your biggest God, surprise? I love Marty, so much. Um, no, I actually knew Marty would be my top 10. I kind of knew that going into it. This one, actually, all of my top 10. I think I kind of already had in my bed where I was like, this is going nowhere. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I love it. Everyone has to watch this movie. Has to watch it. Okay, go ahead. My number 10 is The Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, okay. I like that. I love, I mean, and I will say this until my dying day, it has the best pump fake in a movie yep. ever. It does. it does. It has the best pump fake. And I don't think, I think no matter how many times you see it, it's still like, you still gasp. When it happens. You so. sure do? Anyway, okay. love it. My number nine is Amadeus. This movie is gorgeous. It has phenomenal acting, and I think it is one of the best versions of translating a play into a film. It is so much yes. bigger and grander, and it does not feel like it was a play was its source material. It feels like it was written to be made into a film. It's so good. Yes. My number nine is uh, the greatest show on it. No. Uh, my number <laughs> nine is... <laughs> May as well be. Oh, shut up. My number nine is another one uh, I don't think you've said yet. Uh, Rebecca. Mm. We're, getting, um, we're getting there. Rebecca is one of my favorite movies of all time. If we were making a list of my favorite films, it would probably be higher than nine. Um, I'm trying to keep in mind quality as I'm doing this, and I think there's maybe a few things I'd rank over it. But um, Rebecca is such a haunting story, and I love the mood it puts me in. I like that it puts me in the mist when I watch it. That's what I love about that movie. So, I love there. it too, which is why it's my number eight. Ah, yeah. We have some reasons, agreement. I love Rebecca. Yay. We do, and also I will go to my number seven, which is Silence of the Lambs. I, for the exact same reasons you said, brilliant film. There's nothing wrong. With Silence of the Lambs, great movie. All right, so I owe you two now. I got oh, uh, West Side Story at number eight, mm-hmm. not top five. So calm Thank down. God. Um. It just, it it is, the reason I love it so much, and I do want to fully acknowledge that there are some problematic elements to West Side Story as it was filmed in 1961, but uh, it was a movie I saw on, one of the, the first old movie, actually, that I saw on the big screen in Los Angeles, and 
the experience of that packed house screening at the Egyptian theater has never left me. And it gives me this feeling that just reminds me why I love movies. Anytime I hear the, the opening whistle. So it means a lot to me personally. Well, that's very sweet. What's your number, number seven? seven is the Godfather part two. Oh, okay. There it is. I is number six Godfather one? It isn't. Because oh. I actually put some critical thinking into my rankings. Ah, so shady, shady. <laughs> I didn't just say I'm going to rank the two sequels right beside each other because that's how you do it. Um, I, I think Godfather Part 2 is probably the greatest sequel ever made. And it almost lives up to the other in terms of every... Every single element, the only things, only reasons I'm putting it a little down is it is longer, A, and B, um, I think that uh, the it, the Marlon Brando factor isn't there. And he does, he is insanely incredible. So, Definitely. number six, Sam. My number six is Kramer versus Kramer. And it deserves to be number six. <laughs> Not just for Meryl, for Dustin Hoffman. For oh my god, everybody in this movie is operating. Meryl wasn't there; it wouldn't be in your top. It wouldn't be in your top twenty if Meryl wasn't there. I don't know. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I can't (laughs) anybody else in this part. Um, This movie's so good. Oh my gosh, it's just that moment on the. There's so many moments in here where it just feels so lived, and these feel like real people. It feels like a real trial. You're watching a court case. It's so well done. I love it so much. Okay, what's your number? Here's six. Uh, my number six is Gone with the Wind. I would expect it very, to be nowhere else. It's a very measured response, I think. Again, I think we recorded our our episode before the on thirty nine before the dust up, um, in controversy regarding that movie and its inclusion on HBO Max. Um, which I think they did a really, really good job handling that, um, adding context to the movie so that it exists with the context, which is where, what you have to do when you watch something like Gone with the Wind. Um, I, I wrote in my little mini review, it's that it's a cinemal achievement with a heavy asterisk. And that is the best way I can explain it. I do have a sentimental attachment to the film because it was the first movie I really was personally transfixed by. Transfixed by transfixed by there we go we got there um and uh the making of the movie i find to be so fascinating and uh but it is um extremely well-told story a movie that does justify its length and it has some great performances in it um it has it has some problems which is why i'm not letting it 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 does have a racist perspective um and there's no other way to put that. That's why it's not in my top five. Well, let's do our top five before my laptop dies. So number five for me is Casablanca. I think this is deserves to be in the top. You're, I know where you're putting it. I know you're mad at me for this, but don't worry. Okay. <laughs> it made top five. This is, for me, like one of the best like old Hollywood studio era films. It just works on every level. There is not a bad frame in Casablanca. Mm. Everything works. What's your number five? The best years of our lives. Um, I absolutely love it. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. It has, it's so complex. It has so many layers. It justifies its length. <laughs> it does. And it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Every frame, I wouldn't change a thing. That's it. <laughs> okay. Number four for me, it happened one night. My favorite rom-com of all time. This oh, movie works so. on so many levels. It's so good. Um, Can you pause uh, for a second? Yeah. Pause what you're talking about, because I want to join you in that conversation, but I have to get through my number four. My number four is The Godfather. Marlon Brando factor ranks a little bit higher. It's a perfect movie. Blah, 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 blah. Number three is It Happened One Night. And... Yay! <laughs> and... Oh, it's going to be so good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. It's the and chemistry, it, too. It's the chemistry. Oh, it's the chemistry is so Chemistry good. between... Gable and Colbert and the writing and the uh, directing of Frank Capra. It's all just element. works. Even oh, so like good. when they have that little section where you sit and them singing that song on the... Yes! Which, you know, a lot of movies that would drag it, but for some reason yes. the movie's done such a good job of establishing it character works. and time and place. It all works from start to finish. And they never kiss. And yet it's still one of the great romantic comedies. You don't need to. You don't need to. You get their love and their romance. It's so no, good. It's, it works on every level. Now you're number yeah, three. When everybody, everybody is like, I don't know if I want to watch black and white movies. I'm like, watch it happen one night. You will get into them. Okay. My number three is Ordinary People. This is the ultimate family drama, in my opinion, that lifting the veil behind this this false veneer of what it means to be a perfect family with the white picket fence, two-story house, you know, dual-income mother-parent type of a deal where it's all being hidden behind this facade of just tragedy underneath it. It's all cracking at the seams. And I love watching a movie unravel like that. I love this movie so, so much. I was Um, honestly thinking it might be your number one, so that's interesting. It was very close. My top three are pretty interchangeable, but I had to put it at number three. All right, um, now. What is your number two? My number two is The Apartment. Another great black and white film. My favorite Billy Wilder movie. Um, and probably my favorite Jack Lemmon film, too. And probably my favorite Shirley MacLaine movie. <laughs> this movie is so good. This is one of those great dramedies where it is equally funny as it is sad and tragic. And that is a hard marriage to make oh, it's work. so true. Yeah. But it does work and i love the ending too shut up and deal i love it it's so good my number two is all about eve which i know is i know what okay i I know what this means for number one then okay yeah and i know what your number one is because (laughs) it's the only movie you haven't said um i think my number one is also all about eve let's let's tag team this go ahead okay uh do you do you want me to go ahead and say my number one, and then we can end talking about it? Would that make you happy? That would make me feel fine, yeah. Okay, cool. My number one is Casablanca. I think yes. it's a perfect movie. I have raved about this movie many, many times on this podcast. I think it is perfect from start to finish, and I think it most encapsulates what it means to be a movie. And that is why it's my number one film. Now, mm. All About Eve, my number two, and Sam's number one. <laughs> um <laughs> has maybe the greatest leading female performance ever. Um, ever. And also the greatest script of all time. I'm sorry. The it script is. for the All script About is Eve is poetry. It is so... Perfect. It is 
perfect from start to finish. There's not there's, a there's misplaced too verb. Many no, there's too many iconic lines. Like I was talking to you the last time that we saw this in the theater. I came mm-hmm. out being like, oh my god, I, I feel like I've never heard that line before or that line before. Because you catch different things every time you watch it. And uh, every sentence these people are saying to each other, as you just said, carefully mm-hmm. thought out. And it all just works. I want to address something that we talked to a group of people after we, we saw it. And there was one person who was talking about how awful Anne Baxter is in the movie. They thought she was awful, awful, awful in the film. I want to address that for a second because I think she pulls a really good bait and switch in the movie. Yeah. And I think that you have to, it's on repeat view, viewing that you appreciate it because you think yes. you, she's like way too saccharine, but then you see it again and you understand that it's an act. And I think yeah. that it becomes so much more interesting when you realize that you're watching a layered thing and the moment. You got you know what I'm gonna mention. The moment yes. in the bathroom when she the ladies' room, when she grabs Celeste Holmes' hand, cause there is something you could do for me. Well, that's when evil Eve comes out. We see And the that's real the Eve. moment her performance comes together. It's the first and... time we see it. We get glimpses of it before, like when she's holding um the dress um, Margot's dress yeah, and she gets yeah. caught. Yeah. Like, there are moments where the, the facade slips, but that is the first time that we actually get to see the real her. And you're right. It is a, it is a good performance. It is. It is. And, but I Betty Davis and Betty Davis is, it is, her career, it's like her career came up to this moment. And as many good performances as she gave before and after, this is like the culmination of Betty Davis. And I hate that she doesn't have an Oscar for this. I am so angry about that. I will never <laughs> forgive the Academy. I will never. I, I just don't understand. But because it's just so iconic on every line. It's so perfect. The, the performance is so perfect. I can't even like. It's, it's modern, too. It's like, you know, people yeah. think of Betty as being so affected with all of her little tricks and stuff. But she is not. She, she, the way she plays a diva is so, I mean, whenever she like marches into the, the, the theater and she puts her fur coat over the guy's face, I mean, like everything physical she does. Yeah. There are so many moments. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's so sure of herself in this performance. When she answers the phone in the middle of the night, like the way she plays that little scene, like it's so good. It's so oh, good. it's your birthday. I've forgotten. I mean, like, oh, I love it so it's much, so Sam. Ah, okay, we did it. Rant, we did it. We ranked all 75. It, it only, only took, took two hours. I hope everyone It only took it. two hours. If you're still with us, bravo. <laughs> good for you. We're very glad you stuck with us to the end. Um, yes. Uh, I don't know. Reach out to us on social media. Let us know what your favorite Best Picture winners are. We'd love to engage with you there. You can find us at Please Envelope on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram, The Envelope Please there too. We'd love to hear your thoughts on your favorite Best Picture winners. And we will be with you soon for our next episodes. We dissect the 2003 Academy Awards and the Best Picture winner, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King.